0: Hello, and welcome to Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. Join us to listen in to get more in tune with the inborn magnificence in our world, in our bodies, and in our lives. I'm Dr. Lona Cook.
1: I'm Dr. Danny Otis. Our mission is to help people reconnect to their inner wisdom and use it in their everyday lives to transform their well-being by having real conversations, clinical insights, and opportunities for you to apply your own inborn intelligence to your everyday life. So start now by tuning in and turning on to the full potential of your body and life.
0: Hey guys, welcome back. We have one of my favorite people to pick on, basically. Uh, Dr. Pete has been a friend of mine for almost a decade, I think now, and um, long history of getting to go to chiropractic seminars and doing chiropractic life with Dr. Pete. And he's got a lot of wisdom to share as well, has taken care of a lot of people in his practice in um, Minnesota with his wife, Melissa, and their two kids. And so Pete, I want to hand it off to you to kind of dive into some of the things that you think people need to know when it comes to their health and well-being.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As Lona said, I I worked for Lona back when I was in undergraduate had the privilege of working for her she had the privilege of working with me on that you know she taught me a lot for this too and I think Lona was someone who really brought me from you know dipping my toes in the water of chiropractic and 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 natural health and innate intelligence and all of this stuff that at the time I had this much knowledge of but has really expanded over that time and obviously Lona's you know done a lot of work in this field too so um you know, I think, I think one of the biggest things, too, is, you know, when we talk about innate intelligence, you'll hear it defined a lot of different ways, right? There's, like, the traditional definition of it that you find in some of Stevenson's work. And then we get into, you know, how, how we listen to ourselves innately, um, you know, and how I explain it to patients all the time with innate intelligence and trying to listen to this. I mean, when when you plant a seed upside down, it still knows which way to grow, right? A deer, when it's born, knows that eats plants. When a wolf knows that it's born, it knows that it eats meat, right? Some of these things that we don't have to learn. Um, so I, I think, and, and it was something that I really didn't even totally comprehend. I don't think until I started seeing it in more action and more specifically in a healing field, right? When we're in chiropractic and you get a CNA intelligence when it's at work and when it's clear through the body and through that nervous system, So I think those were some of the most impactful things that you can read about anything. You can see, you know, you can look at it, how it works, research on the internet, all that. But once you actually see it in action, I think that's when it has the biggest effect and and shows itself the most through that too.
0: Love that. Yeah. Give us some examples of when you see it in action.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, a a classic story that, uh, Yeah, and when people think chiropractic, right? They think neck pain, back pain, headaches, right? And they'd be a hundred percent right. I mean, we see those things all the time in our office, and people get well from them all the time. Um, Is it me as the chiropractor who's making them well? No, I could adjust a corpse all day long. Nothing's gonna happen, right? We need we need that inborn intelligence in the body for any healing profession to work. So a story that I I think really hits on this on multiple levels, on certainly a musculoskeletal basis, but then when we look at thought patterns and we look at, uh, we look at some of those non-musculoskeletal things, that's when we, I saw some really cool stuff with this. So a guy came into our practice um, as, as a self-proclaimed, I'm skeptical. I'm, you know, my body does not work. It's not going to work nothing you're going to do is going to make it work. But for some reason I'm here, I don't know why maybe his wife made him be there and he had a cut. He had some crazy things going on. He was he used to work in the field and he had, you know, terrible neck pain that shot into his hand and he could barely use his hand anymore. Um, so he kind of given up on that Moved to a desk job, but the crazier piece of this was that he had some extreme digestive issues. Uh, every time that he ate, uh, certain types of foods, and he couldn't really identify him. He would just start throwing up like crazy. Um, he burped constantly when you talk to him. Um, and, and he just, he, he moved from the field job into an at home job and still burping constantly throughout throughout conversation so try to be the guy in a meeting who's burping constantly or had to travel a lot for work try being the guy in the plane who's got to burp constantly right no one wants to sit next to that guy uh so came in and in little by little we started doing i mean some simple adjustments nothing crazy with him some low force things as we started to scale up to there too and little by little i mean he'd start to talk about how he's got function back in his hands in stuff that I'm not adjusting anywhere near his hands, right? I'm adjusting up here, and obviously we know that there's neurology that shoots all throughout that. Um, but we're not doing anything specific to the hand, right? And, and sometimes we're clearing out areas that there isn't even neurology that's directly connected to that area. Uh, and then we start to see, you know, little by little, he's talking about how oh, I ate this thing that usually drives me crazy, and and I'm not having any of that. And you can start to tell less that he's burping less during conversation. You know, it's one of those things that usually when we're in the office too. one of the things that often people talk about is pain scales, right? When you're talking musculoskeletal things, how much does something hurt? With him, we were talking how much are you burping in a conversation? So a little different scale of how we measure that. But uh, something that we just kept seeing clear up, clear up more and more um, to eventually now, I I mean, he got to the point where he said, uh, you have no idea what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night." take a drink of water and not have to go throw up instantly in the bathroom. So I think some of these stories pass the musculoskeletal world that can get into more of the function world. And you can see that throughout the body because then he gets to the point too, where he says, you know, my dad died young. My grandpa died young at this rate. I'm going to die young. So I don't want to have any kids because why would I, you know, I don't want to put them in that position. Um to where now I mean the guy is healthy, he's again digestive is clear, digestion's clear, his hand is you know working at a hundred percent here. He's got, I think, one kid, two kids now through there, too. So you can start to see how these little things of listening to your body for he didn't know why, you know, he didn't know why he was there at the start, right? He didn't want to be there to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back and doing the little things. Because it wasn't glorious, right? It's not like it was, you hear these great stories, of one adjustment and bam, this person is healed and they're, you know, they were, couldn't hear and now they can hear. It wasn't that. And most of the times with anything that's good for our health is not one big miraculous thing, right? Yes. When you go, when you go work out at the start of it, to the end of it, you pretty much look the exact same, right? You look at day one, though, versus day 100. Now we're looking like a different person. But it's some of it with health is not sexy. It's not like this cool, huge one event. It is day after day, doing the right things, listening to ourselves, knowing what's right. That's going to move that needle forward.
0: Mm, Those are some gems. That is a conversation in the office that we have frequently is that. Everything that's good for you, everything that's life giving is generally not a one and done conversation. Which you're right. It's not what people generally want to hear, but there is the truth about that. Yeah. What else you got for us, yeah. Pete?
1: And that's No, I mean that's that's right on right. I mean I always tell it's probably not going to happen overnight. It'd be very cool for both of us if it did happen overnight, right? I could, you know, charge a lot more for one adjustment, spend a lot more time on a golf course, life would be good for everybody. But, you know, again, it's usually not that one huge thing that's going to make a difference. So, um, and that's where when really, even when we dive into those different types of things, like that's one of my favorite parts about chiropractic, and it could be true for a lot of other things that when we talk things that are really good for us to do in the long run, my favorite part about some of those things is I get to participate in the care that I provide. A lot of people, a lot of professions, healing professions can't say that. Right. I mean, um, not to pick on a cardiovascular surgeon or something, right? Obviously that's not something that he wants to, he does not want to participate in the care where he is getting it done to himself, obviously, but For me, it's great because I'm getting adjusted whether I feel lousy or whether I feel great. Um, and, And the same can be said, I mean, for other professions too, obviously, but when we talk about all those little things that make up a big difference there.
0: Yeah. Pete, for someone who maybe doesn't utilize chiropractic this way, explain the thought or your thought process when you just said that, where I, you know, I go in and get my nervous system checked by a chiropractor, whether I feel good or I feel like crap. Why is that?
1: Well, you, you can look at it a couple different ways. I mean, we can, um, we can look at it today, you know, kind of two thought patterns on that. Uh, you ask someone why they brush their teeth. One person will say, because I want my teeth to get really white and shiny. One person will say, because I don't want my teeth to decay and get cavities." So it's two different thought patterns on it. So one, we can think about it from the improvement side of things. Right. So we can think that, you know, if if just because you're strong and buff and look good, you stop eating healthy and working out. No, we're going to continually get to get to continually get better through there and continually do those things. Same when you're getting adjusted, right? That nervous system continue to improve when you give it what it needs. Now, from the other standpoint of that, of Avoiding loss, right? Then we look at, we can say, well, there's only a small percentage of our nervous system that is sensory, feeling things, right? Um, Most of our nervous system is actually function. So uh, you think, to get an extreme example, right? What's the first sign of cardiac, of heart disease for a lot of people? A heart attack, right? They didn't feel those symptoms coming on, but that underlying function, Was not performing the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Right. So that built up for a long period of time to where something really bad happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we talk function versus feeling, I want to worry about that major percentage of my neurology, of my nervous system that is function related and not this basing my entire health off of just what is the sensory piece? What am I feeling? No no health organization in the world defines health as, hey, you feel good. They they took, a, I forget which org. I think it was a WHO a while ago, where they added uh, something along the lines of, and I'm misquoting it, but uh, health is not just the absence of disease or infirmity,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? It's the state of the body. It's the, the function of the body that's going to determine our health.
0: Yeah. What do you you know and you're at this point where you're you have this conviction about you this certainty that it is about function it is about improving or you know we're we're not stagnant so you know we are either moving towards better health and well-being or moving away from it by the sum of our choices and and the things that we're doing as action steps so is there something if you think back to where it really became solidified in your mind that you were going to live differently than maybe the average person? Is there a story or two that solidified it for you?
1: Um, and here's where we can get back to listening to that voice in your head, that whether you want to call it innate or, you know, thought pattern, whatever you want to call it with that too. I think, uh, in some way was drawn to that world, right? When you start doing the right things uh, for your health, you wanna keep doing the right things. It's, It's a lot harder, whatever pattern that's in, right? So it's tough if you're eating right, you're working out, you're getting adjusted, you're doing all the right things, that's a good pattern to happen. When all of a sudden, ah, it's been two months since I worked out and I've been eating like crap, that's when it's tough to start breaking that pattern to go back. So I think some of those patterns early on, again, getting surrounded by the right people um, and, and having a, having a good, a uh, good group around you to, to kind of plant some of those thoughts. But I don't think you, for me, at least, sometimes I don't really pick up on lessons until they actually happen to me right. To where you see it in your own life, you see it and in, in, the proof is in the pudding. Um, so I think a piece of that, my conviction for that has grown as I've continued to have more patient interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've continued to see more stories of healing, as I've continued to talk to people, there's a guy in our practice who this one always drove home for me to and talking about patterns of this, and this might not even be answering your question, but it's kind of a fun story. Um, we had a guy who came in, and he was on back surgery number three, I think, going for back surgery number four. And he said, my, my stuff is scheduled, my surgery scheduled, but this is not the pattern that I want to go with. The last three didn't work. Why would I keep doing this? Um, I need something different. In in this, he said, maybe this is the catalyst that creates something different for me. Um, And adjusted, I mean, we had had four weeks and I basically said, if we're feeling better in four weeks here, you know, if we're not, if we're not, if something's changing, good or bad, we need that, we're gonna, we need to cancel this surgery. Mm -hmm. And that was three years ago. And he canceled surgery and he is in, Great shape since, you know? So I think some of that conviction, some of it you have to see, some of it you have to do. And whether that's in yourself or your own life or your family or your patients or whatever it is, um, that's when it really stuck home for me. Because we've talked about, I mean, right, we've talked about some of this stuff for a long time before I was really involved with it, right? Because when you're 21, whatever, you can take a hit and you can keep going pretty easily with that too. So your body's pretty resilient at that. But when you start to see that on the other end, then, you know, stuff gets real fast.
0: I love that example, just because most people, if they've had the pattern of negative reinforcement, meaning my body isn't self-healing itself, I'm not getting better. I'm taking more medication. I'm worse off that man had courage to at least look at another option and then follow you, which was being an advocate for himself to find some other way to break his pattern. And I think for so many people, that's the stuff that doesn't get taken and we stay in that rut. And then we wonder why we get what we always got.
1: Oh, thousand thousand percent.
0: And you can see that
1: right now, right? When people don't know that, When people don't know that their body is the best pharmacy in the world, look at all the fear that happens. And I don't blame people for having that fear right now, because if I thought there was some super bug out there that doesn't matter what I do is going to kill me. I'd be scared too. And sitting at home, but we, we have to, again, and there's, there's a scale to that. Right. But when we realize that our body has this power to, Take care of 99.9% of issues that come our way from mm-hmm. on the day to day basis, right? If our body couldn't take care of it, we would have been crushed by gravity the first thing that we woke up this morning. So our body can handle a lot of it. It can constantly change the bio, the chemistry of our body to improve itself throughout the day right? If I tried to go run across the street and catch a bus right now, this is always a, this is a, uh, I got this one from Dr. Guy Reap. He always says this story too, but there's no one in this world athletic enough to keep our current blood pressure, keep our current heart rate and run to the bus without dying. But as soon as I start running, my heart rate gets elevated, right? I start pumping more blood to my muscles so I can move and run and get to that bus station too. So our body's doing 10 million things as we're just sitting here, and it has, like I said, the, I always come back to that example with my patients too. The best pharmacy in the world is right inside of us. It's, it's got every chemical that it needs for most things that it can change, switch. This level's low. I'm going to test that. All right. I'm going to put this one higher. My thyroid's low. Okay. Got to bump this level up. It's incredible what the body can do. And that's one that people just don't, I, I think a lot of people don't know that. Because, like you said, who's, you know, where are they going to find that out from a lot of things? Mm-hmm. Most people are learning that we're sick and we're dying. And if we're not taking an aspirin to fix it, then we're just going to keep being sick and dying. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Courage to find someone that will help advocate for yourself is a big part of healing. I also, you said this earlier um, that, you know, it's like accumulation of good choices and and I'm sure you recognize this, but a lot of times I, I find that when people start in my office, and they maybe aren't making super great choices, but adjustments they stick with and they're starting to get some repetition of their nervous system is changing their body, their tone is starting to change. And all of a sudden, the next time we have a reeval, we hear, oh, I'm working on cleaning up my diet now, or uh, I've made a new decision and I'm going to change my job. You know, It's like all of a sudden there starts to get to be more momentum into I'm, I'm going to make some of these other decisions that maybe I hadn't been making that will lead to more well, uh, well-being as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that's when, and when you start getting a clear nervous system, start getting a clear mind, you're going to make a lot of good decisions yeah. off of that basis, you know, and that I don't even know if this is like, but, uh, another one that we use all the time too, is people think, Oh, once I go to the chiropractor, I've got to keep going, right. Our, our spine, our body requires more adjustments, well, it doesn't really require more adjustments, but when you start, when you start having that clear nervous system, when you start having, when you start feeling good too, right. You want to keep doing whatever that is, right. It's like, again, I keep going back to eating and working out when you eat really healthy for a long time, you want to keep eating healthy because you realize how good it makes you feel versus now I have something that's terrible for me and I feel bad again. So yeah, again, a long time. Kind of, so sort of along your point there with that too, with that.
0: And Pete, I would be willing to bet just like myself, if someone after listening to this wanted to have you help them find a good chiropractor in their area, you would be willing to help them do that, correct?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be more than happy to help them find somebody and there's good chiropractors all over the place. Um, so yes, reach out. We'd be happy to find wherever you are.
0: And where can people find you?
1: Uh, so I am, uh, name. My office is Lake life chiropractic. Uh, we're in Chaska, Minnesota. Um, we can find, I mean, all of our stuff's on the internet. I'm not very much on social media or anything like that, but, uh, you can find my office and then we can get you connected through that.
0: Perfect. Thanks for spending time today. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Lona. Appreciate the time. All
0: right. Love you, Pete.
1: Thanks for joining us at Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. We hope you found tips and tricks to start incorporating innate into your everyday life because it is in your everyday life, whether you see it or not.
0: You can find both Dr. Danny and myself at cookchirocenter.com or on any of our social media. And we'd love for you to share a podcast and leave us a review.
1: Thanks for listening.